Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. everybody, listeners of the Next English Podcast, welcome to another episode. And this one is going to be another one of those, I called it a mishmash last time, but I think I found a better word, a mashup. The reason that I think it's a better word is because a mishmash suggests that it's a bit disorganized. So it, I'd say it's a bit pejorative term or derogatory. So I decided to find a better term for it, a mashup. So this is a mashup, and uh, it's a mashup of the previous live shows, as I did in the first one. Obviously, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, I hope it gave you a good idea of what this is about, uh, because these days you are not, um, you are not, you don't have access to these live shows unless you are a patron of Zenix English Podcast, which obviously I would like to encourage all of you to become one. It's not very expensive. It's just $1 a month. You just have to pledge $1 a month uh, via Podbean. And um, once you do that, you, you will be able to listen to the full live shows at any time. So there are two ways you can do this. I, I know I keep repeating this, but um, I think it's necessary to uh, um, explain it. Uh, so if you want to listen to the full episode, you either have to turn up live every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central European time, or you have to be a patron of the Next English Podcast. Now, what you're going to get in this one is just one quarter of each of these live shows. So you, it's just a snippet, you know, just to give you an idea what uh, what we discussed and what kind of guests I had. And I have to say, this one is full of really interesting guests. Three native British speakers. Three British native speakers? No, I should say native British speakers. That's correct, yes. From Great Britain. So this one is going to feature Paul. Paul uh, is going to talk about music. Then there is one with um, Marvin. He's going to talk about success. And I apologize for this one because I messed up with the microphone, so the quality is not perfect. My, something happens to my something happened to my voice. It's a bit distorted. So I'm really sorry, and hopefully it won't happen again. Uh, the last one is the last. No, it's not the last one. There's one more after that. But the last one with the native speaker is with Louise. Um, and she's going to talk about, believe it or not, about Brexit. And I think it's a funny one as well. So, and and then there is one with Nrup. And we're going to talk about Nrup from India. You probably know him, a friend of the podcast, my friend as well. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, football and, bre uh, not Brexit, cricket. Yeah, similar word, right? Brexit, cricket, these words <laughs> sound almost alike. Okay, so that's that's the mashup this time. I think it's um, it's um, action packed. I think it's interesting. And um, two more things I need to discuss. First of all, if you were planning to go to the Lepster meetup that I'm organizing, that I was supposed to be organizing this Saturday. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I was forced to cancel it. When I say I was forced, well. We've got some really draconian measures coming up this week. Uh, it's already been announced. Unfortunately, the COVID-19 cases in the Czech Republic have been recently rising. And um, it's just, um, it's madness these days in the Czech Republic. We are one of the worst from Europe. So we were one of the best at when it sort of broke out. Yeah. Uh, remember when Italy was um, hit so hard. But we were one of the best. We really dealt with it so well, but now we are one of the worst. So that's why um, it's not really possible to do this meetup because they pretty much closed all the, the restaurants, I think. So you, you can only do a takeaway these days. So yeah, unfortunately I had to cancel this meetup. However, if you still want to join, you can join 
um, Prague Lepstus Facebook group and I'm going to do um, um, an online Lepster meetup instead. Yeah, so if you want to join that one, you can, but you, you have to join the Facebook group Prague Lepsters first and then you will find more details there. Okay, and what was the last thing I wanted to talk about? Oh yeah, uh, I've, I've no idea if I've said it on this podcast yet, but probably not. If you guys want to experience what English through board games is about, I have come up with an idea. Um, I've come up with a free session. A free session means it's a free lesson, basically. And this is to give you an idea what I do with English through board games. And it's a, it, it has a really... Um, it has um, it gives you the, the same kind of feel as the real session. Yeah, it's it's almost the same as the real lesson from my course. So you you will meet a lot of people there. You will enjoy a game, and there is an assignment. So we'll also work on language. There is some vocabulary related to probability or possibility or certainty. So that might be quite useful for you if you are interested in this free session. Um, you will probably not be able to make the one that I'm doing tonight, but it doesn't matter because I will be repeating this free session. It's my way of marketing myself, really. I need to do this, you know, to show people what I can do. And I understand people might be a bit skeptical because they can't imagine how I do this. So that's why I have come up with this idea and I need to repeat this anyway. So if you want to join one of the future ones, it's very easy. Just go to my website, teachersdenek.com, and on my homepage, on the right side, there is a simple form that you need to fill in. All I'm asking for is your name, your nationality, and your email. So don't worry, I'm not going to ask you about your um, credit card details or anything like that. No, don't worry about that. Yeah, I just need your email, because that's the way I can communicate with you. So... Uh, definitely do show up on my website if you're interested in this and because I don't want to make this intro too long and I want you to enjoy this mashup that I've um, compiled for you enjoy listening to this episode cheers hello everybody welcome back to the next English podcast this is another live show and let me switch off this music. I'm going to start with a traditionally boring questions, uh, question, just one question. Can you guys hear me? Because uh, as, as you know, this is the most important question, but it also happens to be the most boring question. Thank you very much, Martin, for such a quick response. And uh, how are you guys? Are you all right? Are you doing all right? Because as always, we've got some people listening live. And um, it's good to know whether you are in a good shape. All right, excellent. Glad to hear that. Um, personally, um, I had another football match this weekend. It finished about three hours ago. And again, uh, my team conceded about five goals, exactly five goals to be precise. And uh, I guess this is <laughs> becoming a bit of a tradition. But I'm not here to talk about football. I'm here to introduce my today's guest. And again, I have to say, it's a real treat. My guest is an English teacher from England. Um, right now, as far as I know, he specializes in teaching communication skills to technology experts. So if any of you listening are interested in his help, get in touch with me and I'll hook you up. I've seen some of his videos on LinkedIn and I have to say they are great. If I'm honest, um, it's always a pleasure to welcome a fellow English teacher on this podcast. And recently I've, I've had quite a few teachers like that. I hope, I hope you don't mind. I think, I think it's, it's great because English teachers know what they're doing. Obviously they know how to talk to an audience. So I think English teachers are uh, the like really quality, quality guests on podcasts. Right. My guest and I chose a topic of music for today's live show. And that's because, well, unlike me, my guest knows a thing or two about music. And because um, I haven't done a, a live show about music yet, and I thought it would be a good idea to do it. Although I have already explored this topic before on this podcast. For example, in episodes 99 
and 101, which was recorded some three, four years ago, maybe five. I honestly don't remember anymore. And the, the, this was a double episode with my friend Ethan. So you might want to dig that out. Um, um, so without further ado, here is Paul from England. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Um, can you please call me in? Paul, waiting for Paul to call in. How's everyone doing, by the way? I've already asked this question. I know I'm being repetitive, but I still want to know if you're okay. It might have changed by the time I talk to you. All right. Hello, Paul. Can you hear me? Hi, Zdenek. Yeah, I can hear you fine. You hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very loud and clear. Uh, so welcome to the show. Good to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime, Paul. Uh, so how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good day, actually. It's a nice day here today. A little bit cold, a little bit cold, uh, colder than it's usually been. But other than that, yeah, it's okay. Nice. So thank you for accepting my invitation. And I'm honestly delighted to have you here. Um, so, uh, Paul, how is teaching coming along? Yeah, good as always, really. Um, reasonably busy. So that's the main thing. And mm. plenty of students. I guess with the whole COVID-19 thing, lots of people are studying from home at the moment. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. going pretty well. Uh, do so you I teach? Think there's a lot. Sorry, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of teachers also teaching from home at the same time. So maybe it's all all changing at the moment. Yeah, I think I think um, something is happening. Definitely. We are reinventing the wheel or something is going on. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I subscribe to that myself, to be honest. Like I've never like in, in my teaching career in 10 years, I have never had a moment like this when for, let's say, four or five months, I'm essentially uh, partially unemployed and partially self-employed. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting transition, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how that comes along, but uh, so far, so good. Indeed. And um, so, uh, Paul, music. So why music? Yes. Yeah, because I'm a musician, I guess. Not, I'm not a professional musician, but, you know, I'm a serious musician who's played, played the guitar now for over 20 years. And I like listening to music. I, I guess most people like listening to music. Nice one, nice one. So it's probably even better because you're someone who's very passionate about music and I bet you're very good as well. Uh, so um, music, excellent. So what do you listen to personally? Uh, all kinds. I think it goes in phases, really. So I'll be very enthusiastic about a certain type of music. And mm. maybe like a couple of years ago, I was listening to classical music a lot. And I would go to the concert hall all the time. And now I'm kind of listening. I'm just catching up with the latest music or music over the past few years. So I'll go on Spotify and I'll use, I'll look at lists on the internet of the the most acclaimed music recently and just listen to the different mm. types. So it can be electronic music, rap, you know, yep. some soul music is popular now as well, but I'll kind of, I, I enjoy everything, I guess. Cool. I kind of like that. You're all over the place. And as, what I especially like is that you mentioned electronic music, but because that's, that's music of my heart. So yeah, I, I personally listen to trance music. I wonder if any oh, of cool. you guys know what that is about. <laughs> Yeah, mostly, you know how, how you sometimes ask your students, what do you guys listen to? Most of them just mm. say rock, rock music or so, something as common as this or pop music. But when, when they ask me, they're looking at me in disbelief, like, what the hell is that? Trance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was popular, though, that type of music, I think, because, I mean, I'm 40 now, so I grew up in the 90s and that type of electronic music trance music house music these kind of things were really popular back then so mm, mm, yes mm. yeah yeah, yeah i think maybe it's more popular in the uk to be honest like uh, i think it's yeah we have a really strong i mean i'm not sure about nowadays because i don't really go to nightclub anymore but we have mm. this strong kind of clubbing and party culture and people like to go out listen to dance music exactly exactly so, um, well, you, you mentioned that your, your music taste has kind of 
changed or developed over the years, which is which is something interesting. I'd like to explore this idea. So doesn't it feel like a betrayal? You know, because it's <laughs> is it is it isn't it like a football club when you're loyal to one football club and then after a few years you you change um, your shirt. Yes. It's interesting. I think when you're young, it's definitely like, you know, when you're 16, 17, 18, people will like rock music or dance music or mm. indie music, and they stick with their tribe, I suppose you'd call it. Yeah. But I think as you get older, that changes a little bit. And I think definitely with musicians, you'll find with musicians, even if they like one type of music the most, they still kind of, they try different things because they appreciate the you know the, the people are making this music and the yeah, yeah, yeah. skill that it takes. I bet I bet it's not exactly the same, really. Like in football, there's this pride. Like I support my team, and I'll 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 be always loyal to my team through thick and thin. You know, whatever happens, no matter how badly mm. it's going for my team. Like for example, I support Arsenal, so you know, I know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess with music, it's a bit diff different. Yeah, I mean, there's elements of it. It's interesting. I remember when I was young and the music we used to listen to, we used, I used to listen to rock music when I was sort of 15, 16, and it would be like grunge music, they called it. That, mm. that certain type of rock music, like Nirvana and bands like that. And some of the people who liked the earlier type of rock music didn't like this new type of rock music because I they see. saw it as being a it, it was a, a change from what they used to like different uh, different fashion a different style <laughs> and a different philosophy i suppose the perversion or something like that yeah, yeah they, they kind of hated it because they felt <laughs> that oh it was destroying the music that they loved <laughs> yeah something like that always happens you know like there we would call these people purists yeah Mm. or um, traditionalists or orthodox, I don't know, whatever. And then you have got these people who want to take a different direction, perhaps, you know, like uh, a little bit of a spin-off or, or like yeah. change some, something about it, like modernize it. Yeah, yeah, modernize it, take it in a different way. And it was like these two types of music, there was almost like a different philosophy with They're both rock music, but one was very simple you know, the music was simpler and the fashion was very kind of relaxed. But the older music, the music was more complex. The outfits mm. were more kind of crazy. And it was a different, it's just a different way yeah. of doing things, I suppose. Yeah. And the people who really took it seriously, people who really cared, you know, I, I can imagine that any, any sort of change would, uh, you know, make a difference for them, yeah. Yeah, because that could change their lifestyle for some people. You know, it's a mm -hmm. whole thing. You know, the, the fashion they wear, the clubs and the, the concerts and things they go to. So, yeah, it's important to some people. Mm -hmm. So, Paul, I've got a lot of questions here mm. um, which are about you as a musician. So uh, you are a guitarist or, shall we say, guitar player. Yeah, these two guitarist. These two terms are interchangeable. We can Pretty use them inter much interchangeable, yeah. Interchangeably. Okay, excellent. So uh, obviously, guitar is a musical instrument. It's a. Am I am I right in in saying that it's a string instrument? A stringed instrument, yeah. Or string yeah. instrument, yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I don't consider myself an expert. This was just I, I came up with some questions yeah, sure. off, off the top of my head, and um, um, so so can we have? Could you give us more examples of string uh, string instruments? Yeah, so so classically the stringed instruments would be the violin, I suppose, is the most famous. The mm. violin, and then in the orchestra you'd have the double bass, which is like a really big violin. And then the there's other ones. The viola would be mm. uh, slightly larger than a violin. And mm -hmm. then uh, a cello, larger still. And then there are more unusual instruments like the harp, I suppose. Oh, yeah. And in, yeah. I actually happen to, now that you mention it, Harp, I've got a friend who has been on this podcast many times before. Mm. Her name is Claire, the American one, because I also know a British Claire. But, and she started playing the harp. Like she, she, oh, cool. she, she, she became a busker now. I, I have to get her on the podcast again because it, it seems so interesting. Like I saw some photos and it's so huge. The instrument is so huge. <laughs> instrument, yeah. Uh, yeah. And somehow it looks kind of like really beautiful, you know, like there's something about it. It is an impressive instrument, yeah. Uh, um, and I think also with stringed instruments, almost every culture has stringed instruments. Mm. You know, there's different, they, there's different from 
sort of Southern Europe has their own type of stringed in instruments. Asia, Africa has unique stringed instruments, though they're all based on the same principle, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a string attached to a piece of wood. Yeah. Times yeah. Out of ten. yeah. And in most most cases, it's, it's a metal, metal string, right? Yeah, a metal string generally. Yeah. Although uh, for many, it used to be like, I think... They used to be animal. It was animal stomach or something like that. Oh. that they used to use for the for the violin. Or, or it may I think it may. I'm not sure, but I think it might have been for some instruments. Yeah. Okay. Well, poor animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, I've also just remembered ukulele is also a string instrument, isn't it? Yes, it's popular, growing yep. growing in popularity nowadays. Hmm. Is that is it is it the one that has just a few strings? Like is it specifically just like three or how many is it? Yeah, four strings. It's like a four. little tiny oh. guitar. Yeah, so mm. four strings. And there's mm. a bass guitar too, which is a bass guitar is basically like a a normal guitar, but with less strings and they're thicker, so it produces I, a bass tone, a, a lower. I tone. see. Like if I were to fantasize about ever learning to play a musical instrument it's never going to happen okay <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not talented and motivated enough to do that but if i were ever to pick up a music instrument i would have to go for something simpler you know something as simple as this that has fewer perhaps one string would do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy there's a guy on youtube who plays like a one string guitar and he's oh, really? really good yeah <laughs> okay i might have i might i might go for that then all right um so what what is it about the guitar that um, um, sort of, you know, allure, is that a word? Allured you or compel, yeah. compelled you, compelled you to start getting into I, it? I think it goes back to what I was saying is that we liked this type of rock music when I was young. And then I had friends who played and it seemed <laughs> cool and they were like, oh, you should play the guitar. So yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. I bought a guitar and it kind of went from there. But I had played the piano. I'd had piano lessons. As, ah, a, as a see. young child, I and I was really into singing. I sung in the choir as a young boy. I was a choir boy, so I've always, I've always liked music. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I have actually <laughs> once taken piano lessons too. I was about six years old or something, but that was that didn't take very long. <laughs> I think I think the piano teacher soon realized that I, I was not a good material for that. You know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next English podcast. This is another live show. Thanks for turning up, everyone. Can you guys hear me? That is the question of the day, as usual. If you can hear me, please do let me know here in the chatting room, because that's where you can actually talk to me and my guest. Excellent. Thanks very much for such a prompt response, Martin. How are you guys? Are you all right? Is everything all right? I hope so. Um, days are getting shorter, it gets dark earlier, it's depressing stuff, to be honest, I, I think uh, I'm feeling it myself, but the next English podcast live show is here to cheer you up. No football match for me this weekend, that's because, um, well, my match was sort of cancelled because one of the teams that was in my league uh, decided to opt out from the season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether the reason was coronavirus or what, but it happened. So I'm taking a break this weekend, which is kind of nice, to be fair. So um, instead, today we've got another interesting guest. And this guest is a no, he is no stranger to the next English podcast. He is one of the most frequent guests and keeps coming back. As far as I know, he loves being on the next English podcast. And the next English podcast loves having this guest on it. Uh, he comes from India and he spent most of his life in Qatar. Um, as far as I know, he studied there at um, or in secondary school. But right now, it's been about three years, if I'm not mistaken, since he came to the Czech Republic. And he's very young, about 20. Not sure exactly how old he is, but I think he's in his early 20s. And he came to the Czech Republic to study medicine. And in fact, he is at Charles University in Prague, which is, as far as I'm aware, uh, the most prestigious university in this country. 
And uh, I said he's studying medicine and doctors are definitely going to be needed in this day and age, especially uh, due to this COVID era. Although my guest's English is near perfect, I actually used to be his English teacher. Ironically, I was his English teacher. Uh, usually it's advised to us, um, the teachers, that you remain professional and you don't have any relationships with your students. But this guest supported the same club as I did, Arsenal, and loved board game club that I organized. So we became friends. It was hard not to become friends, really, because he is so friendly, I suppose. And it's time to call my guest. His name is Nrup. I'm sure most of you know him already. Nrup, could you please call me in? And uh, if you do, you will be on the next English podcast. Hello. Yo, Zinek. Good evening, listeners. Hello, Nrup. Good to have you here. Yes. How are you? Hi. Yes. We can hear you. Although Thank you for the introduction. Although I would say the sound is not really good. Like It was much better when we tested it half an hour ago. Can, can you do see. something about it? Okay, is there is there a, something um, we? Wait, it's a bit like muffled, you know, like a bit muff. Oh, this sounds okay. Yo, anyway, Maria, uh, Maria is back. That's great. <laughs> Sorry, just <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying trying to fill in the awkward silence there. Um. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what sort of experience other listeners have, but for me, you sound kind of muffled. It's like as if you know. As if this is some sort of old Nokia yeah. phone or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't know. Don't know. What do you guys think? How does Noob sound to you? Is this something we can do? Or should he try to fix it? Uh, yeah, I am on headphones, Maria. Do do I hear something like that muffled? Yeah, it's like it's like the quality is not that good. Like it, you're audible. Like we are well audible. I can hear you very well. Qu- loud enough to me. Yeah. All right. How about right now? I'm oh, the microphone the closest I can. Yeah, that's a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunately because it's about those explosive sounds. You know, it's gonna sound. It's it's gonna explode. Like whenever you say p, t, k. Well, uh, Wemberley says that it's okay for them, so I suppose it's fine. But I, I wouldn't, right. to be honest, uh, Munrup, please d- d- don't go so close. It's, it's not going to be okay. good because we can, we can hear every single breath you take. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Just, just do what you did before. I, I guess we're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, great, great. So, it's lovely to have you back, Nrup. You finally made it after all those initial internet issues we, we had. <sighs> That's true. Yes, we have had many internet issues and many ups and downs in between. I had my phone off for 10 days because of the battery issue, so I couldn't do the podcast. And then, yeah, finally, after three months, probably, <laughs> yeah. a long time. Yeah. The last yeah. time we did was yeah. Road to Civilization with your cousin, <laughs> Honza. Must have been two years ago or so. A long time ago. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, back in 2019, I guess. Um, well, you actually came to see me in my house. We we organized a board game weekend with you and other friends. So we have seen each other, but we're talking about the podcasting life, of course. <laughs> so um, I suppose uh, we, all listeners are curious as to what, Nrup, you have been up to, what sort of life you're living these days. Well, let's see. So I would say I had I had a normal university life, you know, wake up, go to university, come back, do the work, exams. Mm. For the, till the first three weeks of summer, summer, summer semester, that would be around March or April. Yeah. And then the corona happened and then all the studies and exams were online. So ever since then, I have been pretty much all day in my dormitory. I had mm. most of my exams over here. And, um, yeah, I had one practical exam in the faculty and that was like by batches. So we were called like in groups of four mm-hmm. and after every three hours we were supposed to be examined. Okay. So 
that's how it happened. And then after that, since I come from India, the cases are booming. Even right now, I'm seeing the cases are up to eighty-six thousand every day, with no. thousands of deaths. So that's that's horrible, I decided, yeah. yeah, I decided that I won't go back home this summer. I'll be spending it in Europe in Prague. Mm. That'll be my does, first European summer. Does it feel safer here for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Czech Republic was really great overall in terms of managing Corona, except these except these months like August. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. But yeah, yeah it, it's been good because I've been able to travel around Prague, you know, visiting the uh, visiting the parks and you know chilling out with my friends who are over here. Mm. And what else? I was able to go to Slovakia as well for one week during the summer period. And also I had my summer internship in Prague as well, which I was supposed to do in India. Oh, yeah. This is something I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, you mean you, uh, Charles University uh, were uh, planning to send you ov- over to India? Uh, were they planning well, to send you? No, the, the thing is I have this subject called clinical work placement and in the subject uh, I have to basically work in a clinic for clinic or hospital for four weeks I see around eight hours every day so five times uh-huh. a week eight hours every day and uh, it was like a mandatory course and they recommended it to do in our home country so I was really looking forward to do it in India but then this corona happened, so I applied, requested them, like, if it's possible to do it in Czech clinic. I know the language is a big barrier, but I would try my best to mm-hmm. mingle in and then work well, as it, hard as possible and gain as much of knowledge. At least at least your patients or, let's say, colleagues will learn some English because this definitely my mission as an English teacher to educate this country to make sure that people's uh, English level incre- increases and improves. So you might help me with that, actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, well, I could. Actually, I, lo- I also learned quite a lot of Czech as well as I also learned. I also had many interesting people. Apparently, one of the uh, workers over there who was working in the orthopedic department, he was a mm-hmm. native English speaker. He was from England, from Sheffield. So oh, okay. we had great, yeah, he was a young student and like a young uh, graduate of Charles University mm-hmm. and he was a physiotherapist. So we had a great moments. We had great talks about football, how Sheffield <laughs> defeated Arsenal. He was oh, no. giving banters about Arsenal. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we had a great time. And also, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also there were quite good patients, great patients of different age groups, as young mm-hmm. as 14, as young as nine, actually, to oh. as old as 90, 92. And um, yeah, some of the patients have even been to India and we had an amazing conversation. It was mm. really a nice experience. Mm. Patients with various pathological diseases and stuff. Okay. okay. It was really nice. Well, well was it, wasn't it sort of a baptism of fire for you? You know, you know what that means? It's, it means like, is, is it like you was it your first ever experience working in hospital? Wasn't it kind of hard and stressful a little um, bit for you? I would say the first week was quite difficult because I genuinely felt like, wow, there's some crazy barrier between a student and a professional. And mm-hmm. then also, I just couldn't mingle in well. Working eight hours straight was not my norm. Because I was in, I'm a university student. I've never had any work experience before, and this is more like an internship. So it was really difficult the first week. Mm. I was observing everything. I was observing as much as mm. I could. Mm. And then, yeah, the, from the second week onwards, I tried asking them, bugging them as much as I could. I knew, I know that it would have been much more annoying for them because I was asking them so many things. But uh, at the end of the day, it really helped me a lot. I gained lots of information. And I can imagine great experience. I can imagine that you you still have the same kind of attitude that you had when you were my student. So that's very inquisitive and asking a lot of questions and exactly. definitely in little, definitely I think you are very polite and humble about it. It's not bugging. Trust me. Me as an English teacher, I love it when my students ask a lot of questions and it doesn't happen enough sometimes, you know. So students like that it actually is a pleasant, uh, you know, it's a it's a pleasant change when you get students like that. So I'm I don't, I'm sure I'm sure your professors and your superiors 
uh, or supervisors or mentors appreciated this sort of attitude. And it helps others as well because others can hear the answers to your questions, right? So, Exactly. Yeah. I was also able to do a case study on a patient. Luckily, he spoke really well English, 92 years old as well. Um, 92 had, years old and he yes, spoke good wow he spoke okay. really good english in fact he spoke five languages english polish czech german french and wow. he was actually he was actually learning italian these days because why not i guess he has <laughs> lived quite long enough to study five, five languages okay i i don't understand how some people can be so talented it's so yeah exactly it's so admirable really you know exactly i was pra praiseworthy yeah true that Okay, well, I'm I'm glad that so far so good. But I also heard that when you were here, um, when we were playing board games, you also mentioned that there was a sort of a hiccup there during this training. Can you tell us about it? What exactly happened oh, there? Oh yes, yes. So, like I said before, the university wanted us to work for four weeks mm -hmm. minimum. So that was my plan as well. I would work for four weeks, from July 13th to August. Fourth or no, August seventh, I think. Okay. So it was a four-week period. But what happened was at the end of the second week on the Friday, around so I start at seven o'clock. So around ten o'clock, we had an emergency meeting, and also mm. on that day, apparently Czech Republic had an increase in cases. So I was like, maybe they want us to, you know, increase the restrictions and you know let us only roam around in the particular sectors of the clinic. Yep. But yep. there was something else happened. The whole reception, the whole area was quite empty. And mm. there was just us workers and us students, five or five students and two workers. And our supervisor told us that apparently one of the patients had the virus and she was oh, positive. Yeah. I see. So she told us that just go home. So uh, I see. So every, everybody had to had to go to quarantine and self-isolate exactly. and all that. Exactly. Oh, no. So I was in such a dilemma. I'm like, wow, what a twist in the tail. And uh, uh, I didn't expect this. And Came out, uh, came out of the blue. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went to my dormitory. And then I told my dormitory manager, like, look, here's a situation. I have to be quarantined for 14 days. I'll be tested twice. Yep. So yep. because I didn't, because I live in a dormitory. So there are many people. We, I share common mm -hmm. toilet, common kitchen. So I didn't want mm -hmm. any issues or any panic. Or any chaos, yeah, mongering around in the dormitory. So I told the dormitory lady that please give me some some part of the dormitory where I can have my private kitchen, private toilet for yeah. two weeks, and mm -hmm. gladly she gave me. I was quarantined for eleven days. I got yep. tested twice, both of them luckily were negative, and uh, on the twelfth day I told them, look. I don't show any symptoms. I got tested twice. I'm both negative. Can yep. you give me like two days off? Because imagine staying in four walls, 14 days, more than 10 days. Do me a favor and excuse the quality of this recording. Hello, listeners of Zdenex English Podcast. Welcome to another Zdenex English Podcast live show. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Thanks very much for joining today, for tuning in. And let's get started. So I always start this show off with a weather report. Uh, I would say that the weather seems to be quite nice recently, especially uh, here in this place in the Czech Republic. I don't know how it's in your place. It could be completely different. Uh, but uh, we are experiencing what we call in English Indian summer. Uh, Indian summer is something, it's a phenomenon uh, that happens towards the end of summer and sometimes even, even in um, autumn. And that's basically like the last, uh, <laughs> last uh, way of weather to show, show um, some hot, hot days, you know. So, yeah, uh, regarding football, because that's another thing I always mention here, I have to say... Um, one thing. Don't even ask me about it. <laughs> Before this match, which happened last Saturday, by the way, this is yesterday, actually, yes, yesterday. Um, I uh, when when I went to the pitch before I went to the changing rooms, I was walking past the corner flag, and uh, at the corner flag they have got 
this sort of a manual counter, it's pretty much large numbers to show the score. Yeah, it's a, it's a village team, and they have this there. So you you have to manually flip the numbers to show the score. And I looked at it before the game. I looked how many numbers there are, like how how high the score can go, and it, it goes from zero to eight for each team. And I couldn't believe that after the match, I had to I had to say that we actually we we conceded eight goals. So we were absolutely trashed. We lost eight one. We were humiliated. And you know what? They scored nine goals because the only goal we scored was an own goal. So, yeah, not very nice, but uh, it happens. I guess I'm playing this for fun, for thirst, and, uh, you know, just to uh, exercise a bit. But uh, it would be nice if, uh, if our team wins sometimes. But I'm not here to talk about this. It's just a bit of, a, you know, a bit of news about my personal life. But I'm going to have a guest as always, and my guest is someone that doesn't need a long introduction. And that's because he has been on this podcast a few times before. Uh, let's call him a friend of the podcast. Specifically, he featured in episodes 179 and 180, uh, which was a double episode as far as I'm aware. And it was called A Word with a Rising Star Teacher. I think from this you can infer that uh, this person is a teacher. It's it's a male. He is an English teacher from England, so he is English, British. And um, there was another notable episode, 246 of the Next English Podcast, uh, recorded with the same guest. And this one was called Peter Czech. Peter Czech, um, Czech goalkeeper who used to play for Chelsea and then also Arsenal and who is now a retired goalkeeper, was very successful in the Czech international team, but also he made a huge success out of his um, career in London and in England in the Premiership. So my today's um, guest also took part in um, one of those mini interview, uh, interviews I did. Remember, I did that series about coronavirus, so I believe I asked him about this as well and of course i'm talking about none other than marvin so it's good to have marvin back now i'm not sure if marvin is here yet and the reason is because we've been having a bit of an issue with um his mobile phone because in order to become a guest of the next english podcast and in order to listen to the next english podcast live show you have to do you have to have a phone which is charged and i'm afraid marvin might not have a charged phone so uh, his phone is currently in the charger so we might have to wait until um he's ready let me message him quickly this is going to be um, a little bit boring but let me message him to see if he's ready okay uh, very exciting time i know but you will have to bear with me not the animal i'm not talking about the animal that's a phrase if i say bear with me it means something like wait a second or give me a second um okay so i've, I've just messaged him on facebook so hopefully he gets my message and he'll be able to call me in the meantime, um, let's um, let's welcome everybody who has turned up because I don't always do that, and I think it's nice, um, you know, to give a shout out and to big uh, to give a big up to the people that have made it here. So we've got Martin, a regular from Germany. We have got Ivona from Poland. Then there is Karaskila. I don't know where this person is from because I I know he or she doesn't always come. Uh, then we have got Naresh, Naresh from India, of course. Serkan from Turkey. Marco, Marcus, Mar Marces, Marcus. Uh, again, one of the guests that doesn't always show up. So Marces, Marcus, could you please tell us how I should pronounce your name and if, um, or where you're from? 
you might have already left as well because sometimes we get people oh Carasquila is from Spain excellent excellent is this uh, your name Carasquila or is it a nickname tell us um okay and uh, we also have Ilaria from Italy my ex student from London as far as i remember that's uh, also excellent news and um Okay, and Marvin is calling me now, so let's get this started, shall we? Hi, Marvin. Hello, Zenek. How are you doing, my friend? I am great. Good to have you back, bro. I'm glad to be here, my friend. Yeah. How is it? First of all, the the most important question of the of the night. Yeah. How is your phone? Uh, yeah, it's okay. I'm up to forty-four percent now, so hopefully it should survive. Let's see. <laughs> it sounds promising, if you ask me. Forty, forty-four. Did you say that? That sounds quite good. Yeah. So um, good to have you back, Marvin. And um, how are how are you? First of all, <laughs> uh, I am doing wonderful, my man. Just getting down the classes, spending Sunday as usual in class and other various things. Feeling good. And you? I am I am excellent. I'm recording this live show. I uh, watched a few football matches this weekend. Obviously, the Premiership have st uh, has started. As we know, you are a passionate football fan yourself, so I'm Absolutely. sure you're very glad about that. So, um, oh yeah, I couldn't wait to get it started again. Especially uh, how, how it closed, I wasn't happy. So, got to get it. Ah, yeah. Really. <laughs> got to come oh, we, first. We, we don't have to talk about that again. I know. I know, I know you have got a bit of a beef with me as an as an uh, Arsenal fan about that final and uh, whatnot. But uh, let's not go into that again. A new season, exciting times. I yes. know you guys from Chelsea have have got some um, interesting signings as well. So I think you look pretty strong this season. I'm very excited for it this year. Hopefully, it's going to be uh, fun, exciting, lots of success at the end of it. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Which is a segue to the topic of today's show, which is success, actually. And um, the reason I chose this topic, Marvin, is because I always notice, because you're my um, Facebook friend, I always notice your posts and they revolve around uh, things that you have achieved. And often you get reviews from your students and it does seem like they love you. So um, I thought, why not talk about success with Marvin today? It's a wonderful uh, thing to talk about, especially when we revel, I think, in, in successes of each other, right? And I always think that's one of the best things. Not say, I, I did this, but more like we we did this, right? Yeah, so yeah, was... absolutely. It gives, it gives you this co community feeling as well. I mean, sometimes uh, you don't want to be alone for what you achieve. If you are, then there's almost like no point in doing it, you know? Who are you doing it for? Just for yourself? You should probably do it for yourself, but it's also nice if you can be acknowledged by others. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the, uh, one of the things about it is it's nice when you do something, something good, but if you're going to say, oh, yeah, it's all me, I did it, you know, it's quite, it can be funny, but at the same time, it's still empty. So, you know, it's uh, absolutely. absolutely always good to share, like you said, community spirit and feeling and whoever yeah. you use not forgetting people that actually help you reach any form of success. Very important, I think. Exactly. Now, even going back to what, what we started this podcast with, talking about football, that's why you have football fans. It's, it's much more fun to celebrate the victories with fans than just play in front of empty stadium, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, like, I play, I play, we will get to that with, with some of your questions anyway. But, um, I think, yeah, sharing. And I watched this movie once called Into the Wild. It's not my favorite movie, but I watched it once. And they it said near the end of the movie, I won't give away any spoilers, but happiness is best when it is shared. And I think that's yeah. the same for success as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it goes, uh, happiness and success go hand in hand very often, I would say, as well. I um, yeah. So um, let, me, let me first just say a quick word about this word success. I think sometimes this word causes you as an English teacher, you will probably agree with me that this word causes a lot of trouble to English learners because it can be a difficult word. First of all, this, this one is a noun. And uh, sometimes nouns that end with S uh, are plural, but this one is actually a singular uh, abstract noun, uh, an uncountable noun. 
and uh, the spelling is a bit uh, awkward as well because you've got double C, double S. And when we talk about the pronunciation, um, the stress is on the second syllable. And uh, the, that's because the first syllable contains the, sh the, the famous schwa sound. So you have to say su uh. su success, <laughs> right? success. So, so, the, so the stress is on success. Now, how many times did I, did I hear my students say success? As in, or even when, when, they, when they talk about the adjective successful, they say successful, as, as in, I always think they are talking about sex, but no, <laughs> su <laughs> su success, you know. <laughs> uh, also, if you have any Brazilian students, it's successfully. I get, I had some guys that like added new syllables and, <laughs> and stuff, but I, I said to him, it's because you feel so passionate about succeeding, you've got to hit it there a few times. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to have some sort of a mnemonic for this, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, so Marvin, um, uh, I asked you before this episode to, like, I, I, I recommended um, creating some sort of a list of achievements because I know there are quite a few um, in your life. So uh, did you have time to do something like that? Shall we go yes. through some of the things you've accomplished? Yeah, of course. I mean... It depends on what kind of area we want to talk about. If we, I don't want to come across as like uh, gloating or anything like that. Um, but outside of teaching, I mean, I finally was able to win. But um, for some context, um, I mean, mm. I've won four titles for my football team at Ipar recently. Big, big thing to take the reins by yourself, but you need the luck to get you there. To get you there, mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. even know about this before. Hello, everyone. Can you guys hear me? Sorry about that. <laughs> Can everybody hear me? Um, what's important is to check whether the quality of my sound is good today, because apparently last time that we had some technical issues, and unfortunately, it, it resulted in me recording an episode that is barely publishable. <laughs> um, my voice got much deeper than it normally is. Uh, and I don't think it uh, made me sound sexier or anything. I did listen to it and yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, I ha will have to unfortunately go with what happened, but hopefully it won't repeat again. So do I sound the way I should sound? <laughs> Please let me know. Because if I don't, then I might have to make some adjustments. Okay, well, that's that's great to hear, Martin. Thank, thank you, everyone, for showing up. By the way, I can see we've got Robert, Ivona is here. Uh, we have Maxim, as usual, and uh, Leo, uh, Oliver. And yeah, hopefully more people will join. And as usual, I've got a guest. But before I get to that, first things first, um, a football report. So I played football again, as I normally do these days. No, they haven't cancelled our season yet because of the, the um, rising um, coronavirus cases. Not yet. And hopefully it won't happen. Hopefully I didn't jinx it now. But anyway, the main point is my team finally won. Can you believe it? After losing 8-1 last, last week, we won. We beat our opponents 4-2. And I have, to, I have to say it feels good to win for a change. Yes. So, it's time to introduce my today's guest. She is a female, and she has been on this podcast before, so it's one of the returning guests, which I always love, obviously. And it was actually episode 260, called Louise's Adventures. Wing, wing, nudge, nudge. I may have revealed the name of the guest. If you have been paying attention, you probably know by now who she is, but it's okay. As far as I know, she's married to a Romanian, and I believe she is living in Romania with him. She told me that she would be up for a podcast because uh, she's currently self-employed, which means, I quote, she has more time to rant about Brexit. Mm -hmm. uh, she is somebody I met during my Delta course in Prague. She was my classmate then. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Louise from England. 
Louise, can you please call me? Yeah, here we go. Hello. Good evening. Can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? Excellent. All good. Welcome to the podcast. Pleasure to be here. Hello, everyone. Wait, 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 wait. Something with the sound. <laughs> you do sound different than, than the last time. I think it's uh, like you maybe go a little bit away from the from the phone. Like maybe you're too close. Hello? Is, yeah. Is that, that better? Much better. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So welcome to the show, Louise. How are you? Thank you. I'm very good. Thank you very much. The good to have you here again. So you're making a comeback. <laughs> it's great to be back. Excellent. So do you remember the first time? When was it? Like two, three years ago? Do you remember the first time? I can't, I, I can't remember the so song, by, uh, song. I'm sure there's a song like that. Yeah, uh, yes, it was last year, I believe. believe. Oh. At the time, I was still employed by British Cap Council, so I, um, Council, so I had to be a bit more careful. But now I'm self-employed, so I can mm. rant freely. <laughs> Obviously, it brings some advantages. Yeah, so yep. you can rant freely, as you said. It's a it's a good word to rant, which it can be a noun as as well as a verb to rant. Yep. How would we how would we describe this word? It's it's to speak about a topic a little bit uncontrollably sometimes. Yeah, for a long time. Uh, generally, generally there's a fair bit of anger involved in a, in yeah. a rant. Complaints and moaning and things like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, in written language, you can often preface it with, with, with rant warnings. So people, if uh, if you're on Twitter or something, and you know people won't want to read you ranting, you can just put rant warning, and then you finish it with rant over, and then you can post pictures of cats or whatever you normally do. <laughs> yes. Well, obviously, I, I love myself a good rant, especially about a topic mm -hmm. like this Brexit. But before we get to that, I, I want to first ask you about um, how is it being self-employed? Have you got some students to teach? Um, I've got some students. Yes, a fair few of my um, students students from my previous job wanted to continue with me. Um, and I've got a couple of new students starting this week. Word of mouth is spreading. So spreading. Yeah. It's quite advantageous because I'm one of the few English speakers in my town or one of, I think, mm. um, last year I went to, um, a, um, a meet meeting with the British ambassador and British embassy staff for, uh, British people living in Romania. And though I was one of only two, uh, <laughs> Brits living in Yash. Wow. So you've got a bit of a monopoly there. <laughs> Something like that, yes. Uh, well, I, uh, I originally used to joke I put the British in British Council. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice one. So it's it's really a good position to be in. You've got definitely an edge. And, uh, but, yep. um, yeah, I personally, I, I have ventured out myself. I, I, I believe you, you probably know about it. I'm trying mm -hmm. to teach, teach English through board games these days. And uh, my first Am I not? Yeah, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to do it in a different way, and I, I believe this is unique enough. So all I need to do is to just keep going and hold on, and, you know, like, um, it's all about marketing, really, for me. You know, I've got an idea. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know it's working. I know it's fun. I know it's cool, but it's just about attracting them, them students, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, well, it's it's always the way, and I believe it's always the case for free, freelancers. But we'll see how it goes. And you 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 mentioned uh, the word of mouth. I believe this is the, probably the best way because uh, it's just oh, definitely. Of, yeah, because it's like somebody has exp direct experience with you, and then they just mm -hmm. uh, like like it up to a point that they want to pass this on. Or they want they want other people and maybe their friends or, or anyone really uh, have the same experience, you know, and and they can vouch for yep. for 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 you. So, yeah, yeah, and I think it's especially true in a country like Romania, where um, people here have a fairly cynical attitude towards um, advertising, with mm. good mm. reason, I think feel so people tend to trust people they know rather more yeah. than say official advertising yeah. or official channels. Absolutely. And this is actually a good point that it, it, for me, it's about whenever I try to advertise whatever I do, because you can't you can't really do anything without that. It's it's you have to. 
I try to mm-hmm. uh, come come across as honest as, as as I can possibly be. Like I try to be myself, sure. try to be natural rather than just over the top sales speech and things like that because it's just not who I am, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's move on to Brexit. I was actually a little bit surprised when when you said that you wanted to talk about Brexit. I was like, why not? I used to like this topic a lot. And I've, de- <laughs> I've definitely had my fair share of ranting on this podcast about Brexit. And um, I, I went even to England then uh, to, yep. experience, to, experience it, to experience it firsthand to see what uh, real British people say about this. And, and I was a bit uh, but, dis- disappointed that they are... They well, are, I, you they were are in London enough, and you know? London... <laughs> You you were in London, and London is a pretty strong Remain si- yeah. city. If you'd gone to say um, Lincolnshire, which it it's not my favourite part of the UK, put, to put it mildly, but there people are very 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 pro Brexit. If you visit yeah. Lincolnshire, it's possibly one of the most depressing areas you'll ever be in it's <laughs> flat as a ta- yeah. flat as a table there's almost no industry there except the agricultural industry and um you will hear many many people complaining about foreigners coming in stealing our jobs even though yeah. in many cases if it's anything like my region i'm i'm from yeah. east anglia myself so i kind of know the area area usually it's because they can't actually get local staff to do the job because it's very it's tedious back-breaking work and the only people that very often they can get are eastern europeans or in Mm. uh the town where i went to school a lot of portuguese people because Mm. they were actually willing to do the work yeah yeah that's absolutely absolutely true yeah definitely yeah you're you're totally right that my my experience was not perhaps uh, really, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, uh, something yeah. that. Well, I, the capital city is never representative. No, no, it's London. You know, it's not. It's not the same as as the rest of the uh, as the rest of England or the UK, really. Mm. Um, well, I I think you have to say England because you um, for the most part, I would argue that England was the the main driver of Brexit in. Mm. Mm. Admittedly, in Wales, there were a lot of yeah. Brexit voters, but Scotland, for example, was very strongly remained, yeah. so was Northern uh, Ireland. Absolutely. It's even one of the questions that I have for us here, Scotland. But let's let's not do that now. I just The first questions to really introduce this topic has to be, is Brexit still a thing, really, Louise? What do you think? Well... It's happened. Britain is now no longer in the European Union, and we've even got our famous blue passports to prove it. Um, I've just been on holiday to France, and I wasn't sure coming back whether I should stand in the EU queue because uh, <laughs> we're still in the transition period, or if yeah. I should go into the other passports queue. Although, in retrospect, it didn't make much difference for the very uh, simple reason uh, mm. uh, my, at my airport, at the airport in Yash, there's only about two passport cubicles. <laughs> Does this make you feel like embarrassed or is it more case of like absurdity? Is this like absurd? Because obviously I know you voted remain, but how did you, how did it make you feel to having to even think about this? Which queue should I, should I stand in? Um, part of, it's kind of hum, humiliating in a way. I, I, you, it, because it was always something I'd rather liked, you know, I could just yeah. go through the EU queue because it's the fast queue where queue and, you know, through no fault of anyone else's own, if you're coming from the States or Korea or something, you'll usually have to stand in line and have a lot of uh, questioning from passport offici- yeah. officials. But now, I, now it's like, oh, I can't just go through the fast queue. I've got yeah. to put up with this stuff. I guess a bit of a consolation for you is that you're not the one to be blamed, really. (laughs) No, well, the thing is, though, I do know people who voted leave and many of them, one of them is a very dear childhood friend of mine. And I think she actually genuinely did believe all the stuff. I I mean, I made a decision early on. I wouldn't talk to her about it because Mm. we've been friends since primary school it literally but it's still quite painful to realize that she believed all the lies 
but but you know what? Like I actually think um, how you had this election, this last election in December. Mm-hmm. I think there was was it? I think it was in December uh, last year. Yes. I think there was still a chance to overthrow it or at least do I, something about it. But but people well, cho- people chose to vote Boris Johnson. You know, so what happened? Well, what happened there? I, I I think it was who hubris and for me it's proved positive that you should never believe your own press um joe swinson who was the new leader of the liberal democrat democrats i think she had had her head turned by the fact that she voted was voted in quite comfortably and i think she was surrounding herself by party loyalists and not listening to the country and i would i would say the same about jeremy corbyn i think he was listening to his party loyalists and not the mood of the country country and these people honestly believed that they could w- win and I, I when I heard this I was like I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing because we could break the it's a pos- there's a possibility of breaking the impasse but I think if the if the liberal democrats especially had just bided their time I think we could have got another referendum and I do believe yeah. this yeah. the second time remain would have won I, I felt the same way. I was really watching this intently. I was listening to the radio all the time. Mm. And really, really excited about how it would pan out because it did look like something interesting might might happen, but it didn't in the end. Sure. You know? So uh, yeah. it, was, it was it was profoundly depressing. Well, the night of the election, I made the mistake of um, checking my phone just after I went to the bathroom around one o'clock. Clock. <laughs> of course, I didn't sleep and I woke up uh, crying. Yeah, I, I it was a very depressing day. <laughs> yeah, no one no one blames you for that for sure. You know. Thanks for listening to Zdenek's Denix English podcast. Don't forget, you can listen to Zdenix English Podcast live shows every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central European Time. Consider becoming Zdenix English Podcast patron for as little as $1 a month. Only patrons have access to previous live shows and an exclusive opportunity to practice their speaking with me and other listeners for about 20 minutes on the topic of the live show right after it finishes. That is every Sunday at around 10 p.m. Central European time. For more information about this podcast, my other projects, including my brand new English course, go to teachersdenek.com, join Teachersdenek YouTube channel and Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group. Thank you so much for being a patron of Zdenek's English Podcast. Without you, I wouldn't be able to do this.